Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we have local Tampa superstar Mary Delgado. Uh, she's been nice enough to come by and talk with us about what she's up to currently. You may know her uh, with her time uh, with the Bucks as a, as a swashbuckler or cheerleader, which was it? Both, Both. Same thing. Uh, she was on uh, two seasons of The Bachelor. She's had uh, fishing TV shows. She's currently uh, a, an elite real estate agent here locally. So she's uh, coming by today to kind of tell us what she's up to and, uh, you know, what's going on in the markets. How are you doing, Mary? I'm doing really great, and thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Really, really, really love. This is such a cool studio you have. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you finally made it by. Yeah. Now, you live, uh, What I'm not going to give your address, of course, but is that is that South Tampa, or what's what's that area called? Um, it's kind of South Tampa. It's, it's closer to, like, UT, but but it's South Tampa. But there's all these new areas that are popping up. Uh, what, what is it that's just called North of Kennedy, and then there's an area by Julian Lane? There's all these cool neighborhoods that are kind of popping so, up. So Soho and NoHo. Soho. So, <laughs> NoHo is, uh, uh, if you don't know what uh, Soho means, it's south of Howard. Uh-huh. NoHo is north of Howard. Um, you know, with everything that Jeff Finnick is doing, pouring so much money into like Channel Side, downtown, um, and those areas, um, it's kind of uh, grown into the North, uh, North Howard area. And there's so much housing that's going up there, uh, both for the, you know, people that are going UT and for residential. Uh, there's multifamily. It's just really exploding there. And ironically, with everything that's going on in the market, market's still doing really good. It seems to be. I mean, I, I, it, where, where we're at right now seems to be unprecedented. I mean, obviously, what's going on in the world is kind of a first-time experience on some of, some of this stuff, so wondering how it might impact the real estate market. But I know the interest rates were down there for a little bit, so I don't know if that inspired uh, the market to pick up or what, what the deal is. But do you work throughout Tampa? Is there a certain area that you work? Um, well, I've had the luxury of working with uh, real estate investment trusts where we were working in various markets. Like I've worked in Hillsborough County, Pinellas County, Sarasota, Manatee, Polk. Uh, you know, I'm licensed in the entire state of Florida, but I don't profess to know like, you know, the the Miami market or sure. the Orlando market. Sure, Central Florida, Tampa Bay area. Right, right. Now, uh, I know uh, because my wife went to your wedding that you are Cuban, a Cuban-American. Were you born in Cuba or were you... I was, I was, I was born in Cuba, and I was married in Cuba five, awesome. year, five years ago. And thank you so much for letting was your it five wife. Five years ago, already? it was five years. It's going to be five years in December. That's our anniversary. But thank you so much for letting uh, my beautiful, one of my best friends, Dina, your wife, come uh, to to Cuba because that was the first year that the baby was born. I mean, she she'd never been away from the baby ever. That was the first time she was away from the baby, she, yes. and. That was right around the time that they had kind of become more lenient on going down there to visit. Um, forever, it was next to impossible to get down there without kind of having to have a perfect storm of events happen. But Right, right. It, it was a lot easier being that I was born there. So I have uh, family members, uh, you know, 
uh, uncles and, and aunts that are there. So it was easier for me to go there. Uh, there was about 30 of us that went, and the time the time was a lot different. And my husband is Greek, so we were going to either go to Greece or we were going to go to Cuba. Cuba was a little bit closer and a little bit cheaper, so we decided. Well, and now I think it's changed again. I think it's harder again to get down there, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, the ever-changing uh, political policies and, and political else. climate and everything else right. you can imagine. Now, how old were you when you moved from Cuba? I was 11 months, so I didn't. Oh, have, so you're I, uh, very young. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have a say so in in the uh, decision to come to the United States, but you know, my mother and my father, uh, thank God for the decision that they make, the bravery that they, uh, you know, they went out in the waters, 93 miles, treacherous waters out there, a lot of sharks. And they a lot did of all people. that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and it was a small boat. Like, they didn't get on an airplane uh, to come from Cuba. They actually, my dad was a fisherman there, so he got on a small boat. Um, my mom was pregnant at the time with my little sister. She's the only one that was born in the United States. Uh, but, but How many you know, siblings? I have four sisters and a brother. So... Mm-hmm. Three older and one younger? Yes. Okay. And yes. how old are your other sisters and your brother? Um, they're, I'm not going to, well, I'll say age. I don't even care. I'm 52. So <laughs> we're, you are? I am 52. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. Um, so we're, we're about a year or two apart, okay. each one of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And do they all still live here locally or? Yes, yes. Was that where you guys moved from, from Cuba to Tampa, or what, did you come to Miami, or how did that work out? So when we came from Cuba, we came from Cuba, and then we went to Miami because that's where they staged people that you know came. And during those times, you didn't uh, you didn't have to touch U.S. soils. Was this uh, 80s, or when was this? Oh, no, this was in 68. Oh, 68, okay. 68. Oh, I wish it was 80s. Oh, you right. make me that's younger. Yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't have to touch U.S. Uh, US soil, but... But the laws have changed now. You know, if you're if they if you're out and uh, and they pick you up in the water, we were picked up by the Coast Guard, so we were brought in, and we went to Miami for a short period, and then from Miami they place you in different areas. They placed us in Chicago. Really? So in Chicago, oh, I didn't yeah. Know that. There were a lot of Cubans. There were uh, in Chicago at that time. So we were in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for about ten years. I lived right across the really? street from Wrigley Field. Oh, Wrigleyville. Yes. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, because I was uh, nine, ten years old used to catch the Sunday school bus um used to also go outside and wait for the players to come outside as a little girl I remember James have a Chicago connection yes up there or something like that yes Uh, so James lived in Chicago James is my husband Mm -hmm. he lived in Chicago for a short period of time we didn't know each other you know I was 10 years old but (laughs) but uh but yeah it was pretty neat leaving living across from um Wrigley Field so big Cubs fan um I'm still a huge Rays fan but love the Cubs was it? No, it was the Red Sox when you guys went up. You and Dina went for the playoffs. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was pretty interesting. <laughs> so, um, so then, at, so after ten years, you moved from Chicago. You moved to Tampa, or where do you move from there? So after ten years, we moved to uh, Tampa because my sister asthma runs uh, in our family. And my sister, uh, we had to make a change, a climate change, right. and we decided my parents picked Tampa because we had friends that had lived here, and they encouraged us to move here. So we actually drove from Chicago to uh, Tampa. I remember, I remember we had a station wagon. Remember station oh, wagons sure, growing yeah. up. Remember having a station wagon, being the back of the station. Oh, yeah. That's before seat belts, right? <laughs> so. Sure, they had them. They weren't getting used too often. <laughs> so we were in the. I remember being the back of the station wagon and, and playing with my siblings coming from Chicago was pretty interesting. And then I remember um, because we grew up, um, you know, we had food stamps and I, I, it was a lot of hand-me-downs and a lot. I really appreciated the things that we, we got. But I remember when we came here and I remember my mom, um, we got to the house and she took us all because uh, the water um, 
I don't think she had she was really a neat clean person but she she took us all a bath outside with the water hose so i remember playing with the water hose and my mom was this being like west angry. tampa where in tampa was yeah it, it was yeah. west tampa how was how was coming to tampa did you feel that you were welcomed here was it kind of different i mean there's a huge latino community here uh so in a lot of ways it, it, you know you're you're coming into your own and some i don't know how it was up in chicago but well, um, in, in Chicago, my first language is Spanish, so I had to learn English. Right. So I, rem- I remember being in school and walking into uh, the classes and, and not knowing English and then having to learn that. I remember my mom, we would come home speaking English and her telling us, you know, um, no quiero oír ni una palabra de, de inglés, which means I don't want to hear one word of English because she didn't want us to forget who you our, were or where who, you came from. Right, exactly. She wanted us to stay with the language because so many kids coming from at that age from Cuba, they forget how to speak Spanish. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I remember I remember all that. And then moving over here, just like any other kid, by that time I already knew English. Um, my friends were there, so I had to start fresh. I had to start new, and that was hard for me, but it was exciting at the same time uh, because I knew that it was helping my sister. We're so close. Uh, so it was exciting and scary at the same time. Did they talk? Your parents talk much about living in Cuba, what it was like. Did, when, when did Castro? When did he come into play? There was around the sixties, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe it was in sixty four, five, so just, somewhere just in there. Just a few years before you would have come over, right? And uh, and my father saw how things were. I mean, it was really violent. Ch- there was, was a lot, yeah, yeah, very violent. So that's why I'm saying, you know, I'm so we're so blessed as Americans to live in in a free uh, country, but. Um, but, you know, my father, he saw what was happening and decided to, to move us here yeah. to the United States to, to look for the freedoms that we all enjoy. Right, right, right. So uh, you're in Tampa. Where'd you, go to, where'd you go to school? So I went to, uh, well, Middleton and Madison okay. for junior high school. And then for in high school, uh, Big Red, I went to Hillsborough High School. Yeah. And <laughs> did you cheer there, too? Uh, I did. Yeah. I, I was a high school cheerleader, really enjoyed that. And that's what uh, really... Well, really what made me uh, try out for the Buccaneers to be a swashbuckler, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers cheerleaders, what they call them now, uh, was my love for the Buccaneers. I love football. I'm like a tomboy at heart. So you are a big I sports re- fan. Oh, my God. I'm a yeah. big sports fan. I play sports. Um, I've played flag football. I played softball. I all those You've things. You've got a dark side. I've heard of, I've heard of the <laughs> Dark <competitors>. side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks diminutive, but don't cross her. She'll knock you out. But... Um, so, uh, what year did you start cheering with the Bucks? Oh my God, I, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I can't even remember. Well, so, who's the coach? my last my last year of cheering because I cheered for five years, and I cheered. Um, my last year was the first year that the new stadium opened up, so I cheered one so year. Dungy? Yeah. Okay, so, so Dungy, Weish, why, uh-huh. and who else? Uh, who was the in- interim one that uh, that came in? Um, Great thing hair. about the Bucks is there's a whole host of coaches. Oh that, my gosh, <laughs> are you, aren't you kidding me? You don't have decades uh, of coaches that you can. I'm hoping this year that we can get it done with the new coaching and you know with Brady. Season, Brady, but, I know with yeah. Brady coming in. I, I don't know how they're going to manage it. You know, I would imagine that what they're going to do is have season ticket holders come in. Maybe going to make a bunch of money away. this year. I think a lot of people are going to want to come and watch. Absolutely. So maybe they might even do it like MMA, where you just pay per view or something. Yeah, NFL Island. You yeah. can just go. You know, watch <laughs> would that be interesting? So, um, so when you were when you returned, you said how many years? Five years. Five years. Okay. Five years, and I was. Um, 
fortunate enough that my peers uh, voted me to uh, go Did to you Hawaii. Do the Pro Bowl? I was yeah, Pro Bowl cheerleader. Which year was that? Um, I didn't, can't even tell you that yeah. <laughs> because that actually that was my second year in cheering. So um, it was in Hawaii, boys to men. I remember boys to men who I'd love. Um, they were the, were the barbers playing yet, or was who who were some of the players that you can remember? Yeah, from when Tiki you were there? Yeah. Rondé. Uh, let's see, Vinny Testaverde mm-hmm. uh, was a quarterback. Um, oh man, I could probably Google it no, right now okay. and tell you. It's okay. <laughs> You've had lived so much life since then. It, it, it's, it's pales in comparison. So uh, now, after you did that, how, what was the time frame from when you stopped doing that to when you were on The Bachelor? So I was on The Bachelor. I was on The Bachelor twice. So that was uh, 2013. I think it what was. Was it that? I thought it was earlier than that. Oh, maybe 2003. I don't know. I um, I was on there twice. So it was you were 13 on there with and Bob, 14. Bob. Bob Guinea. Bob Guinea was yeah. the the bachelor, right? Yes. And then the second time was Byron Helvick. And was he the bachelor or were you the bachelorette? Was it both the bachelor? No, they were it was both uh both the bachelors okay. that I was on. Now, so if I recall, they had asked me to be the bachelorette, but um I had turned it down and then um and then they came back and finally when I decided okay, I'll do it, then they had decided on someone else. Now, if so. I recall, cuz I always remember you singing, was it Journey or who was it that you sang with? Journey with Bob Guinea. So that yeah. it, it actually was in 2003. 13 was not too long okay, ago, but yeah. 2000 that's how long ago it was. It that's all blends like, together, that's I know. 17 years ago. I was just talking to somebody this morning and they were talking me about what what I scored on my LSAT to get into law school, and I, I said I scored this, but that was 21 years ago. Wow! And so to think that it was 21 years ago I was going into law school, it seems like yesterday, but yeah. it, it does it does fly. Time goes by. So with Bob Guinea, I recall you got to like right in the final round, right? You were like one of the last two or three, weren't you? Yeah, with him, I was uh, the final three um, in that season in 2003, and at that time. Um, you know, they have to give a reason, well, why didn't this person get picked? And and mine was, uh, well, they made it seem like I was like in a huge hurry to get married and right. to have children, which, yeah, I did. I did want to have kids and I did want to get married, but not in a hurry, just well, to, the right, to, to the right person. Line. Right. Yeah. So, you know. So then was it the very next season that yes. Byron? Yes. And, so, and that year, I'd argue the Byron one. You didn't win. Byron won because you were the final. You I was, went all the way through. Right, right, right. So I was the final one, and that was in 04. And his season was pretty interesting because his season is the only season where they kind of had a twist where they had two bachelors and the, the women had to decide which I one. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now it's weird because I know as viewers, the show goes on for two and a half, three and a half months or however long it airs, but... How long are you actually there for? Uh, you know, are you there? You're not there that entire time. It's usually like what a month or a couple weeks. Or? So, so it, back then it was like the beginning of when they started doing The Bachelor. So they were kind of like trying to figure things out. Right. That time we were uh, when in '04 and '03 we were there for about um, 13 weeks. Oh, so a while it, for a while. Wow. Now it's a lot shorter. shorter yeah. Now what they do, um, you know, to save money, obviously, is while they're airing it, then they're they're um, what's the word editing it at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So back it almost then, it seems they, like they could film a couple at the same time too. I know yeah. they use the same house, but yeah, it seems like you could just be doing do three too. at a time, and then yeah. they got all the after the rows and. You know, yeah. island and all whatever the other things. So are. it's like it's kind of you know fingered off into all of these Little. other you know Bachelor in Paradise and 
it's pretty uh, Bachelor in Australia. It's well, during that time, this was before Dean and I had kids. I mean, we were avid. We watched every one of them when they aired. I mean, it was event TV. But now, since we had Stella and Bo, she's she, she still does the Housewives and the Bachelors. But I have no idea what's going on <laughs> with any of that. Watching watching those shows, I guess it's because you wanna you wanna uh, make sense of your own life to say, wow, my life my life is great. That's a lot of chaos that's going. Well, how on was there. it? How was it for you? Was it I mean, was it weird for you? I mean, what's going on that you don't see on TV? I mean, you know, is there a lot of backstabbing? Is there a lot of politics between the girls? It seems like they're pushing alcohol on everybody so that yes. so that so, there's fights and drama and arguments and all this kind of stuff. So everything in life has politics, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of it going on there. There's there's a lot of uh, positioning and, and everything else. So uh, when you see on television like a five-minute piece of someone interacting with one another, really that was maybe five hours that a person spent together. Right. Like you and I are going to spend an hour or so here. That's like taking this one-hour conversation, pulling out uh, uh, five sentences, and then that's really what happened today. That's what we talked about. Uh, and that's, in essence, what they do there is they'll film a five-hour day, and then they pull out whatever they want to pull out to make it the storyline of whatever they want to make it. So it's pretty interesting. Is there strategy at all? Like, are you thinking about how to get further? Is that something? Because, like, you know, I remember when Dean and I used to watch Big Brother, we would always talk about, well, first off, we would watch Amazing Race, and we'd, we were always like, we could never do this because we would be, you know, stabbing each other. I would love to do Amazing Race. You, you and oh, James, I think, would be great. Man. At but <laughs> Dean and I are two attorneys, two very headstrong, you know, but uh, so there's that one. But then with the uh, uh, big brother, always thinking about, you know, would I be would I be uh, adept enough to be able to kind of play all these people at my whim or would I like put my foot in my mouth day one and get thrown off? And so did you think strategy at all when you're on there? Or no? So so I I'll ask you, did you. When you were courting Dina, did you have a strategy no. on how, you know, let me just show I her myself. I still am not sure that her vision is where it needs to be. I think, <laughs> she's, I think she's got glaucoma or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so silly. Everybody, everybody goes out of their way to tell me how lucky I am, and I oh, agree, but I, I haven't figured it out. The people, <laughs> what's great about me being with Dina is people assume a lot of things, and I'll leave it at that as to why she's with me that are untrue. It's not money. It's not other things. <laughs> but anyway. So, you guys are perfect for each other. So is it just, is, is your point that it's kind of the same? Is it's just trying sure, to. Sure. Like in the dating, in, in the realistic life of dating, right? So you're dating other people to see what it is that you're like. You just don't get to see that person dating other people. And that reality, you actually get to see it. So it That's makes you, up, yeah. I guess it makes you want that person more. Well, sure. There's a. Uh, what do they call it? A uh, uh, assumption of you want uh, what you can't uh, have, yeah, right. kind Every, of thing. If everybody wants it, it must be good, or right. whatever the thing might be. And in that reality, everything is perfect. Um, in the sense that, like, you don't get to call your best friend or your mother for advice. Right. Uh, you're not looking at anything on television. You're not looking at any shows. You don't know how you're, you're not, coming off. You it's it's all stuff. you right. and and the situation that you're in and nothing else. Right. And in real life, really, you, you get to ask, you ask a person, um, you know, your best friend or your mom, your sister, whomever, for advice. And you get to see also that person uh, around your friends, right. around your parents, 
around uh, a restaurant you may go to so you can see how they interact. You don't you don't really get to see that. It's it's a little too perfect. So it's not a real. And I think that's why a lot of the Those bachelors have out, yeah. yeah a lot of them have failed. There's only been I believe one bachelor that has gotten married to the person that he selected, and that was um, uh, I think it was Sean. That was like one of the early. Was it like one of the first? It was few? it was later. Yeah. It was, oh, was later. It? Okay. Yeah. So he's just one out of twenty something. I mean, if you think about that, yeah. that's that's a lot of that's a lot of bachelors. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the good thing about that is that it afforded you some other opportunities. I remember you had a, you had your own fishing show, didn't you? I did. You? I did. When did when I, I know timeline is is kind of off, oh, but uh, how, how did time. that how did that come to pass? <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. It kind of I think everything um, you get put in situations for different reasons to take you maybe to the place that you're supposed to be. Nothing happens by chance. I, I think it happens um, on purpose. Yeah. So for me, like I, being a tomboy, my dad was a fisherman. I naturally just loved fishing being with my dad and, and being yeah. on the water and all that. I didn't know that there was actually competitive fishing out there until I was introduced to it by Byron. Right. So I naturally I fell in love with it. I loved with the competitiveness of it. I loved uh, I just loved everything about it. Coming off of the show, uh, the uh, bass masters and they approached me about, hey, would you host a show? Would you do a show? And I naturally I was like, yeah, I would love to. Uh, and some local shows here as well that I did, but I, I really loved How it. How long it did you do that for? For two years. Okay. That was on a ESPN two. It was That's called, right. It was called Bass Tech. Now, was any of it competition, or were you doing competitions at the same time, or was it just... It was just a, like an interviewing and a, and a how-to. Like, I would show you how to back up a boat and trailer, right. uh, which, you know, you, it looks easy, but oh, it's Oh, I love hard. the videos where people are, like, <laughs> dumping their trucks in oh the water. and yeah, Jackknifing, all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, I've, I've always thought about when I'm bored sometime and Dina's doing whatever, I'm just going to set up a beach chair at the side of a loading dock and just sit there <laughs> and watch people try and do that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, and it, I showed you how to tie a knot. You know, um, I also uh, taught you how to flip because I learned a lot by because I also fished as a co-angler um, on a lot of these tournaments, like um, on open water tournaments. But, you know, I got to fish with a lot of really great people with uh, Michael Iconelli. I got to fish with Ish Monroe. I got to fish with you know just really interesting Kevin Van Dam. Mm -hmm. now, these are people that are very big, well known. Big, they're the Tiger Woods big, and Michael Jordans of the fishing pretty world. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So I, I really got to to learn how to how to flip, how to just all kinds of really great things. How to tie knots, like you know, to me the master of tying knots, like you know, he's like a little scientist as Aaron Martin's. Mm -hmm. That guy, I mean, he could tie a knot like. Adina's brother oh. would love. He does all those. He does all his own lures and all that yeah. other stuff, and it's it's. It's really crazy how deep you can get into that world, how much yep. there is to it, you know, yep. besides what you just see at the surface level. Now, I'm thinking back, and I could be wrong, but I almost feel like I was there the day that you and James met. I, I have this recollection of Bar Louie back when everybody would go to Bar Louie to watch college football. I don't know if that was when you met, but it was right around that time. So that was the, the second time. Was so that the, the second time? It okay. was, and you were there. Okay. So the first time that we met was at uh, Gasparilla. Um, and well, we anybody were at a would house. be forgiven to. Oh, was it that <laughs> I was condo a... that's right there on yes. the road? So I was there too. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. you were. Well, oh that, my those God. years was we'd all go to Derek's house on Bay to Bay and take uh, Mackie's, you know, booze cruise down and that little. They were diagonal little yes. condos and they had that that's, big grass. That's yard where in the we back. first yeah. met, and you know it was funny because um, 
when I first met him, I actually was still engaged to Byron. Right. Um, but you know, few months, and when I met him, it was just like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Just kind of like, well, James that's is such it. a sweetheart of a guy. You know, yeah. I'm not meek, but just. He's not solicitous. He's not like you no, know. No, he just it, yeah. he came up. He didn't know that that I was. Yeah. Um, I think when he met me, uh, engaged. He, yeah, yeah. He, so he didn't know. So he came up and say, "Hey, nice to meet you." He saw my ring. He said, yeah. "Oh, you know," and that was it. Right. Nothing else. Um, few months after that, that's when Byron and I broke up. And then a year after that, ran into James again at was that watching. At Bar- yeah, okay. at Bar Louis, uh, which is a restaurant uh, slash bar in uh, International uh, Mall. International yeah. Mall. And He's we were watching the Alabama. soccer game. Was it soccer? It was a, the was soccer. It, it was a World Ghana, U.S. versus was it, Ghana. Was it World Cup? The World Cup. So I think that was two World Cups ago, three World But three. Four, yeah, okay. Because I've, I've uh, been with him now for, for ten, so ten, 10 years ago. Okay. Yep. So wow. it was when the, remember when U.S. was playing uh, Ghana? I do. I think that was the one where they were playing in Africa and mm-hmm. they had the Babuzalas yep. and all this Yep. Those, you could any bar that was playing the World Cup, you could hear that buzz in the Boo. background. Yeah, just it was yeah, like it was really loud. Yeah, it was like yeah, my yeah. first time ever hearing that. But yeah, that's when we uh, uh, ran into each other again, and he came over and just started chatting. And I was trying to figure out where did I know him from, and um, we finally figured it out actually when we went out on a date because um, my friend Jeff he put uh, his phone number in my phone and my phone number in his phone. I didn't even know that he right. was doing that. But um, I, I kid with with James now because what he did was is he first contacted me on Facebook and I ignored it. I'm like, Psh, yeah, yeah, contacted me <laughs> on Facebook and I ignored it. So anyway, then he called and he was like, hey, did you get my message? And I was like, oh no, I didn't get it. What so then he asked me to, um, you know, they're having these boat races here in Sarasota because he lived in Sarasota right, at the time. Yeah. And uh, I was going to Anna Maria anyway to go see Dina, right? Uh, yeah. To go see you guys. And I said, well, I'm going to be down there anyway, so, you know, I'll, I'll pop over. So it wound up um, lasting the entire day. I mean, we went out to the beach. That's awesome. Uh, um, he's such a good guy. James is, is such a good guy. He is. Uh, that, he is my heart. Like, he's unbelievable. He's, you guys are great. Um, you know, you guys are into We We went to the meat market uh, last week, Dina, Mary, James, and I. And it was funny because uh, Mary and James are – One's vegan and one's pescatarian <laughs> now. And Dina's yeah. always like right on the edge of going into that world. And then <laughs> here's my fat ass stuffing what? like, you know, beef carpaccio and filet. They're telling me how horrible meat is for me. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh in January I started um not eating meat and that's amazing. You show me what your breakfast is, which is pretty rad. Isn't yeah. it yummy? Yeah. Oh, it's oatmeal with banana and peanut butter. Yum. So when did you start doing the real estate? So I've been licensed now for about 17 years. And it really uh, seems to me like the market is really, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, the way that realtors do business has changed a lot very quickly. Yes. Um, I, I know that for a while there's just two or three big shops that everybody belonged to. Now that seems a little bit more fractured. Uh, I know that a lot of it's becoming more automated. Uh, Dina's brother, Derek, is good friends with Aaron Davis over at Hillsborough Title, and I think they did the first, like, um, what do you call it, blockchain closing, like real-time tablet closing. So it seems like kind of an antiquated process has really kind of finally made the jump into the 21st century. So. Is that something you're seeing and something you're trying to implement? Yeah, absolutely. So funny, I know Aaron Davis. So when I was working, well, he's for, kind of the 
when I was the working big guy locally for title stuff. When I was working in the real estate investment trust, I was working for Colony American Homes, and um, during the the uh, the crash. Um, you know, I, I worked with this company. We bought over 2,000 homes. I mean, it was unbelievable. And um, Hillsborough Title, they were the ones who were doing all of the closing. So, yes, I know Aaron very well. And interestingly enough, with blockchain, uh, James, my husband, is very well versed in blockchain. Uh, there are a lot of segments, not only in, in title work, but a lot of um, segments of, of different industries that are moving towards blockchain. Well, transferring interest in something in real time, you know, with stock trades, it used to be, I don't know, it was a 48-hour, 72-hour turnaround, but now it's like instant, it's instant, 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 instant. And so that's great, but with it creates a lot of other issues. So with title work, I mean, anybody who's bought a property, you know, in the past 20, 30 years, you know, you, you get to sit down at a title company and sign nine squillion documents. And so it's becoming a little bit easier. Uh, it's still not all the way there yet, in my experience. And you could probably agree. Well, with, with blockchain, you, you kind of see the, the chain of events that have happened with a home that you're about to buy. Because when you're doing title work, you, you just want to see everything that's related to that home. Right. And with, with the blockchain, you can see it right then and there. Without doing any search, you pull, you pull it up. So it's a, hist it's a history of, of that home. Um, you know, to me, the, the blockchain industry, too, it's going to be it's going to be a lot easier uh, also to transfer monies because uh, right now you have wiring and you oh, have the wiring fraud. Because, as you know, I owned a title company for a little bit. And, you know, that that was one of the biggest things. As soon as there was a closing right away, you're getting calls from everybody. The, the wire this wire go through to that wire go through the other thing go through. And it's like, you know, it, it seems to me there's got to be such an easier way. And I'm wondering, I don't know if you've seen this at all. Have you done any closing since COVID has been in place? I have. And, and I was very sad because I, I like going to all of my closings, but I, I couldn't go. They, you know. But I think there's really a new emphasis on figuring out what requires us to be in the same place and what doesn't. I, like, for, for instance, this afternoon, I'm doing probably my 20th mediation via Zoom. And it used to be we all had to pack up our box of files, meet the client at the mediator's office, the other side's there, and we're all just sitting there in the same place. But now I get to sit at my desk. My client can Zoom from home. I can work on my computer. I can eat my lunch while everything's happening. And, and I you, much and prefer you can, all that. And you can wear a suit and tie with shorts and flip-flops in the bottom and get caught like I, the I, guy did. <laughs> Remember, yeah, he, he yeah, did an interview, yeah. and they saw that he was wearing I, I'm shorts. I think I'm going to get like a poster board and just cut my face out and put <laughs> and it through it so up. I can wear my uh, flip-flops and shorts and not, not get in trouble. Yeah, but, but that's so, so much more convenient, and it saves so much time out of your day to do other things that you need to but do. But imagine so if you sense. could close from your office or close from your home. Your clients could close from their home. I mean... Mm -hmm. I realize that it's very important transactional things that are happening, so you have to ensure uh, that er everything that's happening is on the up and up. But that's part of the reason about the blockchain is it's independently stored so that you know, you don't lose it, you can't falsify it, yes. and all that other stuff. So that's so, exciting. So us with, with TMC Residential, that's um, my uh, company that I work with, um, we really like the the one on one, the personal touch, the other things. But like you were saying, in real estate, it's changed so much. Like we're open houses, really, you're not doing as many open houses as before because you don't want to have that interaction. 
Um, and then even showing houses, I've gone to doing FaceTime, a lot of FaceTimes with a lot of, uh, especially out of, right. out of towners, but, um, but FaceTime is like a really big thing, uh, going to closings that's made it a lot, but it, it also has given me a lot of opportunity to be able to do other things as well. So it makes it a little bit, it makes it a little bit easier. Right. Um, but you know, it's also difficult because you want to have that, that personal interaction with someone, but we can't have that. You brought up you brought up a good point. Like for instance, in Anna Maria, my f- wife's family has a rich history down there, and there's tons of uh, European people who buy in Anna Maria. There's a lot of Germans, and so I know that sometimes you're dealing with someone in another country who's saying, "Find me this place." Um, I know that within the past two or three years, uh, I'm 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 soft on my recollection of this, but evidently there was some. They made like a direct flight from Tampa to. Silicon Valley or San Francisco so that people could basically do business there and live here a lot easier. And they were thinking that that was going to have a big impact on uh, the market here. Uh, I've represented a few Bucks players, and I know that there's a couple of agencies that solely deal with the players, the coaching staff and all that. So a lot of times, I know, I don't know if this has been your experience ever, but you're actually finding houses for people who don't live here. Yes. Is that something that you've... And yeah, sight unseen. So, you know, we have a lot of influx of people moving from Chicago, California, New York that want to enjoy the tax breaks that we have here. New England. Yeah, New England. Yeah, Yeah. all (laughs) kinds of stuff. So, so yes, I am getting... Today, I got three phone calls from California for people wanting to, uh, to purchase homes. So it's pretty interesting how the trend is going to a lot of those people that are wanting to trust... And a realtor to hey, I'm I'm trusting you to find the, this property that I'm looking for to FaceTime me and show me and 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 then they'll they'll want to put things under contract without even being here, just looking at a video that you have shown right. shown to them. So so that's that's kind of leading to where I was going with this is you know with such a saturated profession you know there's so many realtors how do you set yourself apart from them. Uh, you know, one thing as a as a family law and divorce attorney, I've had the opportunity to handle a lot of uh, people in that market. And, you know, one of the things that you often see is people kind of live off of their last sale for a bit until that money's gone right. and then they come back in. I mean, it's it's a 24-7 endeavor, isn't it? Absolutely. And you've got to really kind of have yourself available at all times. And that's exactly what I was going to say to you. So I always pick up my phone. Like if you, these people that called me, um, the one lady that called me from California, she was like, yeah, I'm a first time home buyer and I'm, we're moving to Tampa. And I called uh, three other realtors. Nobody picked up the phone. You're the first person that picked the up the phone. service is where it's at. I mean, it's Absolutely. all service. And, all service. And there's no loyalty. Like, you know, it's whoever can get the job done, whoever can get it done quickly, whoever's there to answer a question. I think bedside manner is a good part of it. You know, sure. you want someone who can make you feel like they've got this and you're not freaking out. So that's definitely a big part of it. But then the other part of it is the marketing of it. Um, you know, with my law firm, the whole reason for this podcast originally was as kind of a marketing thing for my law firm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of now taken on a life of its own and any kind of business that I get because of it is is peripheral. I, You know, I've actually... My podcast has become the favorite thing that I'm doing now. But I know that we talked about, I don't know if you want to talk about it at all, but your show that you've talked about starting, the merry-go-round. Is yeah, no, l- listen, that's what we're here for, to okay. talk about anything yeah. and everything. There's nothing that's closed yeah. to conversation. So you're looking at doing either a live show or a podcast called Merry-Go-Round that is in the real estate sector, helping people see 
kind of what's going on in all the various neighborhoods that we've got here and some of the up and coming ones. I don't know. What's the status on the one that's over there across from uh, on Dale Mabry across? Is it Brick House or what's that new development that they're building right next to where Jay Alexander's right ne- Oh, oh Tampa um, or yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> my my mind is no, fried. Okay. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. It's right where the interstate is. Yeah. Um, I can't think of it right now. I think it's Centro Tampa or something else like that. I, I, but there's a couple new neighborhoods that are popping up. And all, all around there. Well, yeah. And, and then Julian Lane. Um, you know, we found that because of our kids. That park is amazing, and that neighborhood's really picking up. Like. Uh, and that that's NoHo. That's right around yeah. NoHo. Well, Older and Lundy, uh, Mike uh, Mike Lundy and Ben Older, who mm-hmm. uh, are friends of mine, they built this gorgeous office on Cass. Just when you come over from from uh, UT and the mm-hmm. all uh, the bridge right there by the Performing Arts Center, but I know it's that grown, it's grown they're putting crazy. restaurants up and down. That, so Cass is really becoming big, and obviously with Armature Works, um, you know Franklin is kind of in a period of transition. Where I'm at in Tampa Heights, it's just about a mile north of those neighborhoods. And so you've I'm, seen everything growing around oh, here I'm as well. Oh, I'm sitting there, you know, <laughs> twisting my mustache, just <laughs> saying, "Come to me, come to me, come to me." So, um, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping with everything that's going on that the market keeps doing what it's doing. But uh, it is. It's been, it's been really good. Like you know, the our inventory right now is it's low. So it's you know, it's kind of like a seller's seller's right. market, if you right. will. Uh, if we had five months of inventory or so, then it would be kind of a seller's and a buyer's market. So everything has been with the growth that's going on around here and people that continually move into um, Tampa. Right. It's just making things a lot better. So the demand is a lot higher. Obviously, it's going to make you know prices go up. So, yeah, it's in the midst of everything with COVID and, and everything else that's going on in this world. It's it's pretty weird how um you know, even even the stock market, like yeah, yesterday, that's yeah, just like, mind-boggling yeah. what the stock market is doing. I'm like, is this yeah. real? I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. Well, there was a minute there when uh, they were talking about putting the raise over here in Tampa that everybody was going nuts about what that might do. I don't. I don't even know what. Yeah, the they were going to go into Ebor. Or yeah, something. which I've always thought. I, I always wish they did an elevated train. Imagine an elevated train that took you from Seminole Heights to Hyde Park, to Davis Island, to Harbor Island, to Ebor, that would spread out, you know, businesses that could, you know, well, you've been in Chicago, you know, every time we're placed the train stops. That's the first thing I thought about with Chicago. There's bars, there's hot dogs, you know, it it, it kind of expands the businesses out and connects them all and all that. And obviously, as a DUI attorney, any kind of public transportation that can cut down on people getting in their cars drunk, I think is huge. So, uh, obviously, the Uber and the Lyft has helped a lot there. The scooters, I don't see as many of them as I had originally. I don't I, know if that's because of COVID or what. <clears throat> I was just going to say that I think that it has to do with the COVID because, you know, you're touching a, a dirty... Well, we got one that's sitting over here in our grass, and I can't get anybody to come pick it up. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the merry-go-round is the thing that we've been talking about yes. doing, whether or not it's a, a, a actual television-type show or if it's a podcast, but... Uh, that's something you're, you're looking at launching soon to kind of help people either learn about neighborhoods in the Tampa Bay area they weren't aware of or people who don't live here know about what we have to offer between, you know, our, our teams, the water, you know, the different waterfront properties that we have, obviously Ebor, South Tampa, Soho, NoHo, all these types of things. So that's exciting. And I haven't really seen, 
I see a lot of uh, real estate agents who kind of are iPhone selfieing themselves. Right. You know, giving but, you updates on like what's what, what yeah. is the market doing? Oh yeah, we've got this much inventory, or the median house price right now is two fifty. Right. Those types of things. But you know, I want to do um, eyes on very it. very little of that. You know, let you know what this neighborhood, what the market is, what the right. price per square foot. But I want to put it more around like this is what's going to be in your neighborhood. Did you know that this ice cream shop was in your neighborhood? Right. Did you know that this what bowling alley? What yeah, makes what it makes cool? it unique? Like you were saying, Julianne Park. So that's why it's merry-go-round. Mary goes, merry-go-go-round the town. That's right. That's so. Well, Dina and I, before we moved to Ballast Point, we had no idea what was in Ballast Point. We didn't know about the marina there, the yacht club. There's farms there where you can go and buy, you know, your your eggs. Uh, obviously, the base is right close to buy there. Some real great uh, restaurants like Beccafino that we've gone oh, yes. to before. So yeah, it's it's you know each neighborhood has its own little kind of fingerprint. Yeah, so, so I, I want that's what I want to do is I want to highlight a, a lot of uh, the businesses that are around there and give them an opportunity too to highlight what what they can offer the residents that are right around them. That's very cool. So if people are looking for a realtor, how can they find you? Well, they can find me by uh, going to TMC Residential. They can give me a call. Um, 813-658-8822 or uh, uh, Mary at Mar, M-A-H-R company.com. Um, I, I always answer. your business end? I, I do. That's uh, Mary Delgado Realtor. That's the Facebook one. Okay. Um, you can find me on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, all those other fun things. And I'll let you know as soon as I uh, get my merry-go-round together. You have use together. of my studio <laughs> uh, if you want to do this type of thing. Uh, if you, I still think a, a, a two-sided GoPro, if they haven't made that GoPro people, make one that you can shoot the both sides of the conversation. That's so a So that people idea. can go around and basically just have their, their production crew stuck to their chest and that's all you need listen i think in the age of this covid19 and social distancing yeah. i think that's a great idea yeah. because then you can feel like you know you're there that's in right. the conversation thank you and, so and we're wearing masks right now just so you know uh, she's 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 covid compliant she's social distancing she's doing she's washed her hands five times she's doing everything <laughs> she needs to do thank you so much for coming on the show mary thank you i appreciate it